Thank you for joining me for a new episode of Carolyn Talks. Today I'm joined by director and writer Lazaro Ramos and actress Thais Arujo to discuss their new film, Executive Order, which had its premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. This is, um, I really enjoy the film. I think Executive Order is a very important film because I think it can apply to almost any Black community, especially those of the diaspora. So my first question for you, um, Lazaro, is for the significance of having the date of the executive order being May the 13th of, and, and then having the executive order be titled Executive Order 1888. Because for my research, that's the day that um, Brazil legally abolished slavery. And so could you tell me the significance of using that date and then having it being juxtaposed as a day where Black people are being basically excommunicated and forced out of Brazil? Well, in fact, in the movies, has many, many Easter eggs. Uh, the year, 1888, it's one of them. But the name of the characters, some pictures, you know, in whole movie uh, are uh, important, important uh, situations and references about the Black history in Brazil and in the world. We, we have those kind of symbols in the movies. And this year is a very symbolic uh, year for our history. Mm-hmm. And to talk about this di- diaspora and those subjects uh, that the movies talks, uh, it, it's, uh, well, it was our, our first uh, thing that we want to show in this movie. Thank you. And for you, Thais? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, for, for me, um, a lot of the film, it, it, it speaks about race and it speaks about racism. Um, and I find it, I found it interesting that the word racism is never, is never uttered. Like no one ever actually says the word racism, but you know that that's what it's speaking about. And it's speaking particularly about anti-Blackness. But then for me as a Black woman, I noticed um, there is this particular scene that you played when they're um, in hiding. And Capito speaks about the about how black women are the mules of the world. And then she's getting angry, she's getting upset, but then she has to stop herself because she's like, I have to be the reasonable one. Everyone's getting out of hand. And I'm like, even in that moment, she can't fully get into her anger as a black woman about the injustices that she as a black woman has to suffer, especially considering the fact that she's pregnant and she's and she's thinking about pregnancy in the context of what's happening. Um, could you tell me what it was like for you, not only delivering that dialogue, but getting into that headspace, considering considering your own history of um, like, you know, you, you're the first black female actress in a Brazilian drama and you've made these significant milestones on for black women on screen in Brazil. So what was it like for you getting into that space and considering your own personal history? You know that uh, Capitu and me, as many Brazilian women, we discover our blackness since we are becoming older. Mm. And because for us, this generation right now, the, the, the one that is younger than me, they have their blackness completely inside of them. But for me, I, I need to discover my blackness because I lived in a place full of white people and I, I was trying to become one of them, but I would never be one of them. So the journey, uh, the Catitude's journey and my journey are very similar. And, but when Capitu 
got into the Afro bunker and with, with a baby inside her belly, everything has changed. Mm -hmm. So it was like she got the, she got the thing right there, you know, but she had, she had to be reasonable because she had to, let's start, let's, let's start thinking what we're gonna do. We need to do something. And yes, one thing that you said that she couldn't get that angry, like explode because she needs to be reasonable. And I think that that's a problem for us because we, we are always need to do this kind of balance. We can't just explode because if we explode, you're gonna, you won't solve anything. Mm -hmm. But I think that sometimes we need to explode. It's, it's, it's for our health. It's better to explode and then, okay, I'm like this, I'm a human being. And right now I'm gonna think what I'm gonna do. But I don't know if I answered your question or not. No, I, I understand what you mean because um, like as black women, like we are always, whether it's whether you're playing a fictional character or even just in real life, we're always watching what we say and how we say it and what we do. And then there are moments just like Cappy too, I, I related a lot to her because I've said that same line that black women are the muse of the world because we're always expected to stand up for everyone and fight everyone's battles. But when it comes time to fighting our own battles, like we're usually left alone. Or if there are people supporting us, they're supporting us conditionally. Yeah, because we are, as we are at the base of the society, when she says we are the mule of the world, we are the one that nobody cares about. Mm. That's what happened with us. And we are, she's not saying just about her, but about all the black women in Brazil. So that's why she, she realized that because she lived in, an, in another world, you know, and when all the things happened, she realized that, wow, I, I, I never thought about it. I never thought about black women's situation. And we really, me, I'm here, I'm a, a doctor, I'm, I, have a, I have a good situation, uh, economic situation, okay, but it's not, not it's never just, about me is about us when we are black people in brazil and i think that when we are black all over the world it's not there's nothing to do about just one person it's the collective yes is the is the right community word? It's, it's about the community it's not it's not about just one one person and there are something curious about this line because this line is the same line that Thais talks in a play, the name is The Mountain Top, is a play uh, written for Catherine Hall. Mm. Uh, um, and Thais, uh, I play Martin Luther King and Thais Kamei, uh, a maid of a hotel, you know about this play. And uh, when she screamed this line in the theater, all the audience screamed with her. And this is important. That's why we bring the same line for the movie, because we, we, we think it's important in this movie that, that people laugh, feel some sensitive things, but in the end, we need to scream. Yeah. 
in March together. Yeah, and um, that's actually a perfect segue to my next question because it's a it um for the character of, of day um Andre he provides a lot of the humor and a lot of the lighter moments in the film with regards to his dialogue and the way he's and, and the way it's delivered. But I found he had one of the most serious and, and again, unfortunately tragic, I guess you could say storylines in the film because there's this scene where he paints himself white and he thinks that this is the camouflage he needs to be able to get out and get supplies for him and Antonio. But it ends so it, it ends in such a, in such an interesting way because he makes his way to an apartment and he finds water and he bathes himself in water and while he's doing it he washes off the paint and I saw that as almost like he realizes that there's no way that he could ever camouflage his blackness he can't ever he can't ever exist in this in these spaces in Brazil as anything but a black man and then it just ends with him going out and he and he looks at Antonio he's like you know that I have to scream. And it's almost kind of like, um, like happy to where she's getting and she's screaming and she's having her moment of frustration. And he's just like, I have to let it out. I can't hold this in anymore. And then, and then it just ends with him, with him being shot. And I just thought that that was, it's heartbreaking, but it's also such a real a reality of being black in, in this world in particular, especially in places where a lot of the society is white or non-black, where we, we always, we usually always reach a moment where it comes to a point where we can't take it anymore. So could you tell me a, a bit, Lazaro, about that scene and working with, uh, working with the actor to, to just get into that space and saying what it is you wanted that scene to say? Yeah. Let me talk you something. So Jorge is one of the most incredible actors from my country. I really love his job. I met him in Seat of God. And I always want to work with him. Because we talk a lot in, in the real life about those subjects. You know, we are Black persons. We are Black actors, Black people. And we talk about those things. And sometimes we don't know how to touch the heart of the audience when we speak about this in our job. This scene is exactly that, because we, we really want the people uh, wash themselves with him, you know, and decide to do something. We dream uh, in this movie, I don't know if it, if it, is, it, to, it was possible. We dream that uh, Antonio uh, remember Martin Luther King and his way to make politics and Seu Jorge, Malcolm X, that's it. And this, uh, when he cleaned his body of this paint, and when he screamed for his cousin in the balcony, you know, I need to do this. I don't know, don't do. Uh, it's the only thing that, I, the can only thing that, that I, I can do. It's our lives. Sometimes me and you, I, I know, <laughs> uh, we really want just to be and yep. don't want to fight again every day and fight and remember and teach the people about our lives, about our existence. But it's impossible because the, the world is hard. The racism is there, is here. And that's our lives. This scene represents that. And many times we scream inside our homes and when we open up the door, we need to smile, let's go to the world and let's say to the world or teach the world the way we need to be treated. And I think that Captu 
does this kind of stuff all the time. Antonio as well. And, and, and Andre as well. But Andre with him is the, as you said, is the lighter part of the movie. So there, there are a lot of humor inside of the, car, the character. And, but I think that all of them, like all of black people has to deal with mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. Yeah, it kind of reminded me, it kind of made me think about how when, as black people, women are going through so much, we always, we are still able to find the humor in the situations. Like um, at the beginning of the film, um, Andre and Antonio, they found the whole situation absurd when they first saw it on TV. And then as it started to like boil over and then they realized the severity of the situation, this, that's when they were like, okay, like time for jokes is up. And then that's when they really start. That's when the real discussion started. But then, it, again, even then after that, like Dre still um, still provides a little bit of um, like levity and like lightheartedness in the in the story, especially when he talks about food. When he's like, you know how I get when I'm stressed, I eat. And and it, and it's it's funny, but it's also still serious considering the fact that they have limited resources. So I just thought that you did that brilliantly, and it just like made me think like black people are super resilient, and we 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 manage all somehow to just dig through and like find our way out on the other side of these situations. Yeah, there are. I, I think there are two reasons that, that the movie has these characteristics. The first one is because I want to speak with this movie not just about our pain, but about our beauty, about our humor, about our, our, our failures, failures, it's correct? Yeah. Our failures, that's, that's something important for me. Another thing, that's because sometimes we don't, don't, don't notice when the evil are coming. Mm -hmm. If we remember when Trump said, <laughs> I will be president of the United States, all the humor uh, TV shows talks about a joke and he became the president mm. and do stuff. Here in my country also, it's the same. Uh, it's, it's a kind of characteristic of our, our time, you know? I think we, we every day laugh about something. In other day, this stuff became a kind of tragedy. Mm. I don't know if I answer your question. No, I'm um, no, you know, you, you said it perfectly. And um, I know we're running out of time. So like, my last, um, I, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about or mention is how you met, there's this little, there's these very, two very small scenes where you talk about Asian, the Asian population in Brazil. And it's done very subtly, um, especially with, and it's their neighbor. Like we don't, I, like, I don't know the character's name, but um, I, I wanted to ask you about including that aspect of the multiculturalism of Brazil, because a lot of people don't know that Brazil does have a significant um, ethnic Asian population. So could you just tell me a little bit about including that aspect into the film? <laughs> Well, you know, when you work in a movie for so many, many years, and like we work in this movie since 2012, we <laughs> have a dream to talk about all the subjects. <laughs> and, uh, we really want that there are one character for each person. Uh, even don't be the protagonist, but uh, we, we, we desire to show our diversity. And if you think we have uh, Indians, uh, Asian, uh, we have diversity in the ages, 
We have one actress with eight years old and child. And that's a kind of way to talk about our beauty and about the, the, the there's a few, wow. Challenge. Challenge, of course. Challenge of all of us mm -hmm. uh, until we uh, conquest to walk together. Uh, how we make in the end of the movie. That, that's our desire, walk together and change uh, the bad situations that we live. Right, because because at the end, like the same character, close to the end, the same character he tells and he tells um Antonio, like we're in this fight together. He's thinking if they do get rid of all the black people, maybe the Asians might be next because they're looking to make the the, the whole country white. So he's thinking this is a fight for like all basically melanated people, as it's referred to in the film. So I just thought that that was really interesting, and it was also very subtle. I don't know if many people picked up on it, but it was like that is a I was like that's a smart move right there. <laughs> Well, I'm really happy to listen to you because this is the first time that our movie are showing and we are learning about the, the world with the journalists. You know, this, this kind of, this pandemic days, we must, we need you to understand our movie. But uh, I am very happy because it's our desire mm -hmm. to show those kind of things. The, the movie has many, many Easter eggs and many, many small messages in whole, whole uh, frame, frame, <laughs> in whole frame. <laughs> but, but I'm thinking about one thing that you said, as, as we talk about racism in that movie, why not show all the kind of racism <coughs> that we have here in Brazil? And we, are, we have sort of them, we have like age, Okay. <laughs> COVID, no, COVID, no, <laughs> no, no joke, no joke. I was sick with that. I had it. We had it, we had it, and we are okay. Well, I had okay. it too. I was sick with it from like December up until like mid February. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to have it anymore. But yeah. it's a kind, all the kind of prejudice and embraces, and I think that the movie talks about it in many ways. Yeah. And that's why you, you, you put Asian? Yeah, Asian, the LGBT the community, older and women. In you fact, know, I want to make a, a trilogy, but it's impossible. <laughs> I put all the things in just one movie. <laughs> but but one, one thing we can see through your eyes that is so important, it's about the detail. All the journalists, uh, journalists, I talk to us about details that I never thought that you could, could yeah. get. You know, so for for us, it's a pleasure when you say about Asian people or or a book. Someone said, "Ah, you you were the character were." Oh, the Hetty Coates book, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I said, wow! I, I told him, <laughs> you know, that they caught everything about the movie. <laughs> It's so amazing, so amazing. That's that's part of what makes this job so fun. <laughs> just catching those details and speaking to, to like people like you, like the creators, and just being able to like pick up on it and just pick it apart and speak to you because like that's how you guys learn from us, but that's how we learn too. That's how we learn like the intent that you have behind the story. And I think it helps make us better critics and it makes me 
a better critic and it just and like I'm so happy to have the opportunity to speak to the both of you because like I'm West Indian I'm Barbadian so like the the whole idea of like slavery and the and the and the consequences of that it like impacts me very personally so, but like for this film I do fully understand what you're saying and like living in North America now like having that background that that my heritage and then moving in moving to Toronto and living in a predominantly white space but then also living in a situ in a culture that's multicultural and multi-ethnic like it does give me like the same perspective that you're trying to show about Brazil in the film it was for me I'm sorry, we are talking Portuguese. No, no, it's okay. Isso eu entendi, mas o que ela perguntou? Ah, tá. Ah, okay, okay. Então tá, entendi. Então tá bom, tá bom. Sorry, I thought that you that you asked me something that I couldn't get. Okay. No, and for 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 us, see the movie through your eyes is too important, too important for us because we we can see, can feel that the movie touched you, and I think that's the most important thing for a director and for an actress and, and for all the teams. So, and I, I can tell you one thing, being in this movie helped me a lot to know more about me and about my country as well. Mm. Because we need to go deep in our history. And I think that we won't stop and, and our com community won't stop to go deeper and deeper to, to know our history better than we know. And Carolyn, uh, it's so important to listen to you and I want to tell you something. This history was made for many, many black persons. Uh, in our cast and crew, we have 90% of black people uh, creating and put your soul in this history. Mm -hmm. That's why it was possible to talk about some so many aspects and subjects. So thank you for your eyes. Thank you so much for speaking with, with me and thank you so much for the film. Thank okay, you, thank our you. pleasure. Thank you once again to Lazaro and Thais for joining me today to speak about their film Executive Order. And for you listeners for joining me for another episode of Carolyn Talks for the So Here's What Happened podcast. You can find more episodes on the ButWhyThePodcast.com site. And you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram at CarrieCNH12. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-C-N-H-1-2. You can find most of my work on the site as well as Observer, Adam Tickets, and a whole host of other sites online. You can find my pinned tweets where with my interviews and articles on my Twitter account as well as on Instagram. And as a member of the African American Film Critics Association, I've been taking part in virtual roundtables. And recently we've spoken to Philippe Lacotte about his film, Night of the Kings. Members have spoken to Tiana Paris about her role as Monica Rambeau in Marvel's WandaVision. And recently some of the other members have also spoken to Anthony Mackie about his role as Falcon in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will be premiering on the Disney Plus channel by the time this episode comes out. You can find those interviews as well as others on the Africa website at africa.com as well as the YouTube channel. And for me, 
my new YouTube channel under my name, Carolyn Hines. You can find my first episode where I speak to my friend and former film and fellow film critic, Laura Syracuse, about her favorite K-drama, Cinderella and the Four Nights. That is there for you to enjoy. You can leave comments and suggestions about shows that you would like me to watch and to review. I will also be posting episodes of Carolyn Talks there as well. You can follow um, my live tweets of dramas using the hashtag dramas with Carrie as well as Saturday Night Sci-Fi. Every Saturday night at 10 p.m. you can take part, join our tweets, give our give your um, comments about the films and shows that we're watching. And everyone, just stay safe until next time. Ooh.